Hey friends, it is so good to see you today. My name is Clay Munkus. I'm the lead pastor here at Next Level Church. And if we've never met, I would love to meet you someday, but we are thrilled either way that you have joined us right here uh, just as you are. Well, we've been in a series based on the He Gets Us ads that, we've been, that, that have been playing during every major sporting event this past year. And the big idea that they have is that Jesus gets us. He understands what we're going through. So what we've been doing is taking a deeper look at some of those issues that they identified that people are really struggling with these days. And so two weeks ago, we talked about the topic of anxiety. And we found out it's not your job, it's not my job, it's not your job to make the anxious feelings go away. Your job is to cast all your anxiety on God. Take your concern to him. And then last week, we dove into the topic of heartbreak and disappointment. And I shared about a very long, probably for me, felt far too long, season of heartbreak that I lived through. But more importantly, I shared some things that God used to heal me from that heartbreak. You might want to go back and check that one out. Well, today, I want to talk to you about this topic right here. Second chances. Second Chances. I think every one of us needs a second chance at some point in our life. Maybe you need a fifth, an eighth, a ninth, a tenth chance as well. And if so, let me just let you know, you are not alone. Now, one of my favorite functions about computers is that there is this really cool keyboard shortcut. How do you know this one? Right? Command-Z, or, or on Windows, it's Control-Z. Uh, how many of you know what I am talking about? The, the Control-Z command that is there. Yeah, it's the command to undo the last thing that you did. And I absolutely love that command. Uh, I can be working along and realize that I accid accidentally deleted maybe pages of text. Command-Z, and boom, it's all as it used to be, no more mistakes. And if you make several mistakes, and you just want to revert back the changes that you don't like, you just keep hitting Control-Z, 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 back further and further and further to undo all the stuff that you want to start over with. It is amazing, isn't it? Uh, this has become so much a part of my life, right? Make a mistake typing, Control-Z, boom. Make a mistake, you know, delete a box, Control-Z, Boom. Make a mistake while editing a video. Control Z. You get the idea, right? It has just become second nature. So much so that a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in my computer working on a message, I believe. And I was also drinking a cup of coffee. It's something I probably do far too often. But anyway, at one point, I reached across my desk with my right hand to get something. And as I did, my hand hit the coffee mug, knocked it over, and coffee began to run everywhere. Now, you would think that my first reaction would be to jump up or to set the cup upright or even move the laptop out of the way of the wave of coffee that was now heading towards it. But no, almost by sheer instinct, what I did is my left hand reached out and hit Command-Z, right? Control-Z. 
I actually tried to undo my clumsiness in the physical world with the undo command on my computer. <laughs> you could just add that to the list of silly things that I've done in my life. But seriously, the desire to erase something and start over, man, it runs deep in our lives. We do it in so many ways. Sometimes we try to erase a bad memory or at least render it impotent by attempting to cover it up with newer memories. And often in our life, our failures, they're not funny like my coffee accident. In fact, many times they hurt. And maybe you're here today watching this regretting a decision that you made or an action that you took that has brought you to a place that you never wanted to be. Maybe you broke a promise to yourself, right? Uh, and you made a promise and you broke it. You said you would never go back to that place or you would never hang out with that person or you would never drink that again or smoke that again or you'll never go and gain and be at that weight again or you'll never get into that much debt again or, or you'll never let that person affect you like that again. Whatever it was, it was a promise to yourself and you broke it. Or, or, or maybe you made a commitment to somebody else and you didn't fulfill that commitment. Right? You let someone that you care about down in a significant way. You let yourself down. You feel like, I failed God miserably. It could be any number of different things. You neglect your marriage right? when, when you know uh, that you shouldn't have. Uh, you didn't think it would matter, but now the weight of it has caught up to you, and, and you have lots of regrets that are around it. Or, or you didn't take care of your body when you should, and, and now here you are years later, and you've got health issues, and wish you, you wish you could command Z and, and go back, but you can't seem to do it. And you feel so horrible about that. Or, or maybe you didn't take school very seriously. So you kind of just kind of goofed off and played around in class, told yourself that, man, teachers and school, all this is stupid. But now you're stuck in classes with others who thought like you. And as you look at the direction of their life, you, you don't want that. But it's too late to go back and start school over. Uh, maybe you're facing a financial mountain right now. It could be you made a risky investment or you accumulated more debt than you ever thought you could. And you're looking at it and going, how am I ever going to get out of this? I wish I could just control Z and go back and undo it. Or maybe you were harder on your kids, right? You were hard on kids for years and you wanted to be a loving parent, but maybe you were too strict and now your kids are grown and they don't want to have anything to do with you. And you're like... I didn't mean to do this. Or maybe for you, it's not as dramatic as that. Maybe it's just more simple. You had a dream. You always thought, one day, I'm going to pursue that dream, and I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to take the chance. And now you're at a place where it seems like that ability to pursue that dream is just passed by. And you feel like such a failure because you thought at this point in your life, you would be doing something different something better, something more significant. And one day you just woke up and thought, man, how in the world did I get here? I never thought I'd be in this place at this moment. I always thought life would be different. I thought life would be better. Hey, whatever it is for you, you might be here feeling the weight of your decisions you made and wish you could go back and do it over again. If you have ever felt that way, I get it. Over and over, I wish there was a control Z for life, trust me. But more importantly than me getting it, Jesus gets it. He knows how you feel. And while there isn't a control Z for life, Jesus does offer second chances at life. Uh, he just has a way. 
of taking someone's biggest mistakes and regrets and turning them into new and a better way of life. There's an example of this in the Gospel of John. This is a story that's probably well-known and familiar to most of us, and it's found in John chapter 8. In verse 3 it says, As he was speaking, this being Jesus, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says we should stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Now, by this time in the Gospel of John, Jesus is gaining more and more popularity. And some of these religious leaders are wanting to put an end to his ministry. So they are actively trying to find some way to destroy his credibility. And a good way to do that would be to trap Jesus into saying that the law of Moses was meaningless. But Jesus, he doesn't fall into their trap. He stays focused on the real issue. So he kneels down and he begins to write on the ground with his finger. Verse 6 says, They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. You know, picture this. The Pharisees, while he's writing, they continue to badger Jesus with their question. So he's sitting here writing something in the dust, in the sand there, and they're saying, so what's your answer? Well, what should we do? Hey, Jesus, speak up. What do we do? And Jesus just ignores all of their badgering. And then finally, when he's done writing, he stands up. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. So he, he turns the question back on them and returns to writing on the ground. And the way the wording is in the Greek, it, it gives the impression Jesus was writing kind of like against someone. Traditionally, it's been believed that he was writing something against the Pharisees that had gathered there, perhaps listing the very sins that they had specifically practiced and committed themselves. Whatever Jesus was writing... That and the mere question of who is without sin is enough to kind of deflate this antagonistic crowd. Verse 9. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, only until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. One by one, they all leave until only Jesus and the woman are left. So he turns to this woman and he offers her a command Z moment, a chance to start over. Verse 10, then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? She looks around, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the movie City Slickers, but that, that is one of my favorite movies. There's a scene when the three lifelong friends are discussing their lives, and one of them is just in tears. He's cheated on his wife with a young clerk from the grocery store that he manages. And in the process, he's lost his wife, and because the store he manages belonged to his father-in-law, he's lost his job. His whole life is a disaster. He has nothing more to live for. But one of his friends says, no, no, no. That's not true. 
Remember when we were kids and we would play ball and someone would hit the ball and we would get stuck in a tree and we'd all yell, do over, and we'd get the ball out of the tree and play that play all over again. Your life isn't over. It's a do-over. You have a chance to turn your life around. It is an amazing scene. That is a command Z moment. Right? We can't undo what we've done. That's not possible. But there are times in life when we need a do-over, a second chance, a fresh start. This woman, caught in the act of adultery, she comes face-to-face with execution. Instead of meeting death, though, she meets Jesus, and she has a do-over. She gets a second chance. The same is true for wherever you find yourself today. Whatever it is that you've done, Whatever mistakes you have made, whatever sins you've committed, through Jesus, you get a do-over, a second chance. Jesus tells this woman, go and sin no more. And in that statement it is something that lies a little beneath the surface. And there's almost a mandate for this self-examination that's in that statement. When Jesus says, go and sin no more, he's calling that woman to kind of make a judgment of herself, not in the sense of condemning, but in the sense of discerning and self-examination. And it's something we all need to face as we seek out second chances in life. And as we seek Jesus' forgiveness, we need to do this. When you say, well, why? Because we all underestimate our own weaknesses. We all underestimate our own weaknesses. This is really important to understand. Every single one of us are absolutely capable of doing anything wrong at any moment. We are all capable of sinning. We're all capable of messing up, falling short, letting ourselves down, falling away from the promise that we've made. And I'm sure that this woman never thought that she would be in an adulterous affair. No one I've ever met wakes up one morning and says, you know what? Today is the day. Today is the day that I'm going to cheat on my wife. Today is the day I'm going to cheat on my husband. No, No one does that. What happens is we underestimate our weakness. We think we are stronger than we are. So we allow ourselves to stay in compromising places, thinking we are strong and we can resist. Hear me on this. We are all capable of horrific things at any moment. At the moment you think you're not, that's the moment that you are most vulnerable. In fact, Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 12 and 13. Paul writes and says, If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. In other words... Those of you who say, I would never have an affair. I would never cheat in this way. I would never. I would never do this. I would never do that. Be careful. We have to be aware of our own weaknesses. When we begin to think that we are strong and we will not do what other people have done, we need to be on high alert. Paul is saying that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. In other words, We all experience the exact same things. And if we're not careful, we will fall into the same mistakes that we've seen others make. So it's important to acknowledge our own weakness. And you are only as strong as you are honest. Be honest with yourself about your weakness. But even if you find yourself in a place of failure, 
right? You messed up. You cheated. You stole. You lied. You were dishonest. Your, your anger was out of control. You spent too much again. You drank too much again. You went to that website again. Wherever you find yourself, Jesus is waiting for you with a do-over, a second chance. In other words, let me say it this way. Never put a period where God puts a comma. Never put a period where God puts a comma. Here's the deal. If you find yourself in a place where you've done something that you feel horrible about, maybe you did have that affair, or maybe you didn't do anything about your anger and it just got uncontrollable, or you didn't give your wife the attention that you wanted to, and now your marriage is over, right? It just feels like your life is over, period. No, no. Don't put a period at a place because God can put a comma. Right? My marriage failed. I feel like it's over, comma, but God is still good, and he picks up the broken pieces, and he gives me hope. You never put a period where God puts a comma. You say, I'm struggling financially. I'm scared to death, period. No, I'm struggling financially. I'm scared to death, comma, but God says he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You never put a period where God puts a comma. I failed. I feel desperate and alone, period. No, I feel desperate and alone, comma, but I know my God will never leave me or forsake me. Never put a period where God puts a comma. This woman learned that in a most dramatic fashion. I'm sure she thought her life was over, period, right? As she had heard stories about other women being executed by stoning. She have, may have even seen it happen. And I'm sure when she was snatched out of her bed, she thought, this is it. My life is literally over, period. Right? She'd gotten away with the fair until this point. Maybe she'd even fooled herself into thinking nobody knows. Maybe she had plans. Maybe this man told her he was going to leave his wife for her. Maybe she was thinking everything is going to work out. Here's something I've learned about when life is seemingly working out, when it seems like everything is going well. Success is not final. Success is not final. Some of you know what I'm saying, right? You, you think nothing bad will ever happen to you. you. You think you have escaped the consequences. Everything is working out in your life, right? You look around and you see bad things happening to others around you who are doing the exact same things, but you think it will never happen to me until it does. Success is not final. Don't deceive yourself into believing that. We are all flawed. We will all mess up occasionally. But here's the good news. Success is not final, but failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal. Right? We will mess up occasionally, but when we do, failure is not fatal. Never internalize a failure. Just because you failed at something does not mean you are a failure. Failure is an event, never a person. It's what happened. It's not who you are. This is what's so amazing about the grace of Jesus. This woman had failed. She had failed herself. She had failed that man's wife. Uh, she failed that man. And I don't know if she was married. She could have even failed her husband as well. She failed, but she was forgiven. Jesus extended grace. And don't you know that she became a messenger of that grace to anyone she could talk to. I'm sure that everywhere she went, she said, I am broken. I did something horrible. I failed in a huge way, but Jesus saved my life, literally. He showed me grace and mercy. 
Whenever you're broken, Jesus can heal you and make you stronger than you were before. Right? Have you ever broken a bone? Anytime a bone is broken and healed, where is that bone strongest? It's strongest at the point of healing. The very thing right now that you think is going to take you out may become the greatest point of strength in your life as you move forward. Because where you are now weak, our God will make you strong. Therefore, don't internalize that failure. Right? You are not a failure. Maybe you're here now in, in the middle of some massive pain and disappointment. God knew long before you got to this point that you would get here. He also knows that you will not be here forever. Why? Because he's going to do something inside of you to strengthen you. And you might say, hey, Clay, how, how do you know that? Because I know our God never wastes a failure. Right? He's doing something in you to draw you closer to Jesus. He wants you to experience the same forgiveness, grace, and mercy that that woman did on that day. So if you're down, discouraged, right, you're hard on yourself, I, I want you to hear Jesus tell you, I forgive you. Now, forgive yourself. Go and sin no more. And when you do, at your greatest point of weakness, he can make you strong because his strength is made perfect in weakness. This is what he did for that woman and for countless others, including his own disciples. And God will do the same thing for you and for me because we deserve to be counted out. But we serve a God of the control Z, a God who will give us a second chance. Hey, let me pray with you today. Father, I pray today that in your presence, you would do a healing work in our hearts. Watching right now are people who have failed. They messed up in ways that they never thought they would. They have betrayed people. They have hurt people. It could have been poor decisions. It could have been lack of wisdom or just innocent mistakes that have caught up with them. And maybe you're watching right now and you're thinking, man, I never thought I would be here. I don't know how to get out of this place. I am such a failure. You are not a failure. Never put a period where God puts a coma. If that's how, a comma, if that's you, say something like this. God, God, I want to move forward with my life. I know I can't undo what's been done. I know I want a fresh start, a do-over. I need your forgiveness, and I certainly need your strength to move forward. Help me to forgive myself as you have forgiven me. And Jesus, give me the faith to believe that God can use this and bring about something better. Bring healing, bring strength. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, friends, thanks for joining us today. Uh, if you think today's message on second chances might be valuable for someone that you know, would you mind sharing this video? Not only could it be helpful for them, but by sharing this content as well as liking and subscribing to this channel, you're helping us accomplish our mission to raise the reputation of Jesus. And along those lines, uh, I ask you each and every week, uh, would you mind heading over to our website at nextlevelchurch.org and clicking on that big green give button. And once you're there, choose one of those giving options. Your faithful support to this ministry helps us raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. And now by way of benediction, let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 12 through 13 again. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Hey, success is not final, but failure is not 
fatal. May you reach out to Jesus for his strength to avoid failure. But when you do fail, may you know in the depths of your soul, through Jesus, your failure is not final. God has so much more good things in store for you. Hey, have a blessed week. I'll be praying for you this week. Uh, We'll see you all back, hopefully in person, or we'll see you online. Love you guys.